May 9, 2020. It's a lot from Pedro Show. <laughs>
For Pedro Show, happy Saturday. Uh, we're still in quitting quarantino mode, so Brother Matt, uh, Pleasure Point, about three miles south of me, Love Grotto. But I am not man alone entirely because through the wonders of those engineers in Estonia with their Skype software, I got Chandler Travis with me. Welcome aboard, Chandler. Well, hello, and, and, and it's nice to be here. I'm sorry I'm late. Well, you know, sometimes uh, we got to struggle through things to make it happen, right? Yeah, I haven't used Skype in a long time. It's against my policy to use anything that anyone can see me on. Right, that's why we uh, turned off the cameras. Yeah, that was, that was a great first idea. <laughs> they can't see you on the radio anyway. Um, Yay! And you know, the Estonia engineers who developed this don't own it anymore. It's microshite, right? So yeah, maybe just that's... so y'all, you folks at home know, I am really fucking handsome. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And look, we start off the show with John Coltrane doing configuration, and then <laughs> and then you, Chandler Travis, with you oh and me, God. you and me pushing up daisies. They don't usually play me right after Coltrane. Well, you're on the Watt from Pedro show. This month makes 19 years I've been doing it, and we're wow. about breaking. Lame ass traditions like that. Good for you, man. That I love. Uh, you know, it's hard to find uh, uh, radio shows with 
real good variety. No. Uh, so, you know, you a, farmer, a farmer would tell you, if you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. So I say bring it, motherfuckers. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Now, you're you're way out on the east, way out there east. Uh, yeah. Like Cape Cod, right? On the Cape of Cod, exactly. The Cape of Cod. In fact, like where the lighthouse is, right, Eastham? <laughs> no, I'm actually in uh, Harwich now. I used to be in East Ham. I was in okay. East Ham for years. But and how far is Harwich moved. from Eastham? Yeah? How far is it from Eastham? Oh, oh I'm sorry. About uh, ooh, half an hour. Okay, because I was looking at the map there, and an interesting town named Sandwich. Uh-huh. <laughs> you must have yeah. drove through there to get to Eastham at one point. No, no, it's all the way around, actually. Uh, 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 Sandwich is just barely on the Cape. That's the first town you hit when you come over the bridge. Oh, I thought that was... Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. It was like like the gateway. Yeah, exactly. The gateway. Right. Now, I used I... To, there, there used to be... There's a town in New Jersey that... Uh, I think it's East Brunswick. that always had a sign up on the New Jersey Turnpike that always said, East Brunswick, gateway to everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Yeah, wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> the day before <laughs> tomorrow is the best. Chandler, I want to learn something about your musical journey. What, what What's your earliest musical recollection? Uh, let's see. That would be playing like uh, Winnie the Pooh records and stuff like that. And I remember I had a little carousel that went on my turntable. And I was always fascinated by by records anyway, like even irregardless of music, of whether they have music on them or not, I just thought like they're flying saucerness or something. I don't know. Something about records just really got me off. And and was this in Connecticut? No, that would have been in New Jersey, actually. In New Jersey, okay. Okay, because I was... Englewood, New Jersey. Englewood. We got to Englewood. Yeah. That's where the forum in Hollywood... Oh, yeah? but believe it or not, Hollywood Park, the racetrack, was actually in Englewood. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, now the, I wouldn't shit you. Now the Rams has got a new uh, football thing there. They spent a bunch of money on, but uh, Hollywood Park is gone. But I got a little plastic box that has some of the dirt. Oh, but you're talking about Englewood, California, right? I think so. Yeah, I was talking about Englewood, New Jersey. I came here when I was nine from Virginia, so my whole world is California, except the sixty-eight tours I've done. If you call them a tour more than a month. So, Man, I love California. It's been it's way too long since I've been out there. Yeah. Beautiful. Well. You know, New Jersey looks like a little version of California turned the other way. I've never heard that said before. Well, that's why you came on the show, Chandler. <laughs> to learn shit like that. Absolutely. It's all the learning Here's experience. what I learned about New Jersey driving around when I played Princeton, where it's kind of rural. Yeah. New Jersey isn't all Newark. No, no, it's not. <laughs> well, some people, some people think. The thing yeah. called the, the jug handle. You don't just make left-hand turns. You make a starboard first, then bring her about. Yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah, New Jersey's good. Yeah, there's parts of New Jersey that are down right birdie. Yeah, absolutely. And there's uh, oceanfront and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, now, this pad where you grew up, was there musical instruments in the house? No. So were your parents, your brothers, sisters, or anybody... Uh, Nobody's a player. They're listeners, though, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of, lot of Broadway musicals and jazz and Ella Fitzgerald and Frank Sinatra and you know some classical. Yeah, definitely listeners. Okay. What about at school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? 
let's see. I wasn't in the choir that had no marching band. Um, but if there was something musical going on, I, I was I was in on it, I reckon. You know, certainly started having uh, little rock and roll bands the first chance. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you next. Now, after school, like the bedroom or the garage or the basement yeah. band, that kind of thing. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. what, and, and, and how did you, what did you bring? Did you just bring your voice or did you get on a machine, an instrument? Oh, yeah, guitars, you know. Okay, guitar. tell me you how. You had a guitar back then. Yeah, but how did you get connected with the guitar? I'm curious. Well, you know, Elvis first and then the Beatles and, you know, everybody else, you know, the Beach Boys, the Ventures. Speaking of, speaking of which, Chandler, everybody else, we lost brother Little Richard. I know, God damn it. Fuck. We all owe <laughs> that cat a lot, huh? Yeah, man. Met him once very briefly in an airport and saw him a couple of times and, God, he was he was great, you know. That must yeah, You know, you forget about how great he was, really. I've, I've been I've been listening, you know, just finding weird little Richard cuts lately that are just terrific. Yeah, he's smoking. Um, but, you know, uh, what a but, dude. Plus, funny as hell. When I met him, he said, you know I'm the king, right? And I said, sure. But that mustache, <laughs> there's a guy who comes to Cape Cod, I think in summertime, uh, Mr. John Waters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I read his book. He said he got that mustache from Lil Richard. <laughs> that's nice that's nice yeah you see john every now and then out in p-town so seems like a nice guy that's it that's the place where he is yeah okay yeah. um now uh but he's balmore usually now say that again balmore in maryland yes balmore yeah that's where he is usually but in the summertime i guess it's cooler where you're at maybe it's pretty cool out here in the summer yeah maybe less humid uh, yeah, it's a little bit better than, uh, you know, yeah, because you're right on the water. So, you know, yeah, it's a little it's a little bit more hackable than uh, Boston. And, That's where we're really spoiled out west here because we don't have humidity. Yeah. You know, very, very, very. People don't think it's a north-south thing, but it's actually an east-west thing. Uh-huh. And where is where is Pedro? It's the harbor. We, if uh, you gave a name to the Los Angeles Harbor, that's what we'd be. We share it with Wilmington. The east side is Long Beach. Snoop cool, Dogg, if you know Snoop cool. Dogg, his town. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Jeez, it's been way too long since I've been out there. We <laughs> well, were just listening to some stuff. I've been going through a bunch of archival stuff lately, you know, just ancient stuff. And uh, Oh, great. Just just found some uh, a little bundle of shows from the Roxy, you know. Yeah, like, West Hollywood. I don't even know what year, like mid-70s at some point, you know. Okay. In mid-70s, I saw Lou Reed do like a five-night stand there. Yeah, that's what we did was like five nights. Okay. And I got to meet Groucho Marx. Wow. I know. Yeah. What a and, world. Yeah, what a world. So get, <laughs> getting back to your music. Oh, and, he said, and he said something great, too. He, he said we were opening for uh, for uh, George Carlin, which we did for many, many years. And, um, and Groucho was at the show. And he said to George uh, about us, he said, these guys have been on way too long. And I always wanted to use that in our press kit, man. I just thought it was so great that Groucho ever said anything about us. I was like, whatever it was, it goes in, you know? <laughs> okay. He's a man of a succinct, succinct wisdom. Exactly. These guys have been on way too long. Yeah. Yeah, one time well, Minuteman was opening for Public Image, and, you know, we didn't have our songs maybe were a minute or something. And about second song, I look over and he's pointing at his watch. <laughs> <laughs> so same kind of vibe in a way. Yeah. Now, Chandler, back, being an opening act. Yeah, right, right. Now, but it's better than having a broom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Clean up. 
Now, now back back to school. So, 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 how did you get on guitar? What was your first guitar? Uh, it was a Guild. It was a Guild F hole uh, acoustic, and I love Guilds. Yeah. And uh, it had a it had a funny history after that. Eventually, I I loaned it to some to uh, the son of one of my friends, and then kind of forgot about it. And then he eventually sold it to uh, another musician who's out here uh, locally named Sarah Swain. And she beautified it and made it perfect and and gorgeous. And then when I finally, when I saw it, I was like, wait a second. First, I was like, oh, my God, that thing's beautiful. God, that reminds me of my, oh, it (laughs) is that. (laughs) Now, now, did any of these bands you played with? After school and shit, they have a name. They do gigs. They do recording. Yeah, one at one time we were uh, the Saint. Uh, no, at first we were the the Good Fairies. Yeah, which I'm not that proud of that name, but but we were that. And then we changed it to the Saint James Infirmary. So that was my high school band. Like a hospital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, do you remember your first gig? Yeah, actually. What was it like? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a yeah. It was at some kind of little. Um, I don't really know exactly what it was, but it seemed like it was like some sort of youth center kind of thing. And it was and it was the same day I got my license, and I actually got, <laughs> I actually got pulled over going to my first gig. I showed up with two uh, police cars all with their lights all lit up and all that kind of shit. I guess I must have done something wrong on the way in on the way to the gig. Oh no, man! I don't remember what it was. Things used to happen like that, that to me a lot, and, and and you know, and usually I would get off somehow. You know, I think it was usually just because I was like, oh, you know, usually I'd go, oh yeah, I just totally fucked up, didn't I? And they were <laughs> they're usually glad to hear that you know that you did something, you know? Yeah. So there weren't any real repercussions, but it was a nice way to show up to your first gig. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm curious, <laughs> were you like? When me and D. Boom were young, we copied songs. Were you guys yeah. copying or playing originals? Both. Okay. Do you remember the first song you wrote? I remember the first one uh, I, I wrote that sort of got some interest for some reason, which was something called The Invisible Wall. And it might have been, I, 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 you know, I was like 13 or 14 or something like that, yeah. maybe 15. And I think I, re- I think that might have had an anti-drug thing to it, okay. which I got over. Yeah, <laughs> you got cured. Okay. Well, I forgot to ask you, what was the first record you bought for yourself? Was it that Winnie the Pooh record? The first one I ever had uh, that I got on my own, yeah, was uh, a, a square cardboard record that I got at a hardware store that that uh, that showed you how to lay linoleum floor tile. <laughs> <laughs> they had youtube.com videos on records then yeah it was it was very influential and then the first album that you know i mean i bought a bunch of singles uh you know sure you used to get them at the drugstore and purple people eater and chipmunks and all that stuff the first album i ever bought i think i was in bermuda actually and it was a uh, 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 dozen berries by uh, chuck berry wow well, yeah. what about the first gig what was your first gig that you saw? First first band I saw? You know, a concert, whatever. Yeah, yeah, musical yeah. Musical performance. Um, well, I saw, I saw, 
Well, I remember seeing Dionne Warwick at my high school uh, when I was, uh, you know, really early on. Wow. And she was and she was drunk and showed up about an hour and a half late. <laughs> but I love Dionne Warwick. It was like grade and school. <laughs> and also Dave Brubeck at the same high school. Oh, it was high school. It was high school. And a folk singer named Leon Bibb also. And then once I got the first like club, I think, or, or the first club I went to by myself anyway, uh, was an amazing bill. It was the Blues Magoos, the Youngbloods, and the Left Bank. Wow. And the that... Left Bank kicked ass, man. They had a they they Don't weren't like away, you Renee. Them at all. Don't What's walk that? Don't walk away, Renee. Yeah. Yeah, they had a they had they were they were so much tougher than you would think. They had the the lead singer was this guy named Steve Martin. Yeah, what they who, call that? They called it baroque rock or something. Yeah, but they were, but it was much it was much uh, more uh, assertive live. You know okay. what I mean? He was he was like he was chewing gum and he looked like a, a like a punk from New York City, which he basically was. What? The drummer the drummer was 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 in a in a in in a green sweatsuit. <laughs> And was just smashing the shit out of the cymbals, and it was just you know they were great. You're always supposed to wear a sweatsuit when you play drums. <laughs> <laughs> what about Blue Magoos? Were they did their outfits light up? I don't uh, because that was their they gimmick, they right? Lit up. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't really that focused on them. I was more interested in the Young Bloods and the uh, and uh, and the Left Bank. Although they did have the that uh, they had we ain't got nothing yet at the time so i mean i was just dazzled to just be seeing to just be by myself and be oh and the young rascals i used to see the young rascals all the time oh wow look i want to play here uh january <laughs> oh, okay that's got nothing to do with January 
31 days standing in a single file The sun is sitting low Bundled up I gladly walk an extra mile Wherever you may go may well occur Voices growing fainter though I have to say
I miss it so much. Uh, I've loved every minute of it, and I'm absolutely devastated. I'm never going to play in front of these supporters again. So many, so many fantastic moments here at Anfield, and you had to pick one of those games to relive again. Here in this fantastic arena, what would it be?
much faster Can't make it right Think of you and drive Into the night It's too hard to read a map Tells too much Pedro show, yeah, January from the Chandler Travis 3 0. Uh, Kevlar Bikini from Croatia after that with the Whaler. Daywalker out of Romania, not Romania. I said this fucking last week. These guys are actually from Budapest, Hungary. I mean, they're neighbors. Who's this? Daywalker. And I, I, I played a song by them last show, and 
I said they're from Romania, and they're actually next door from Hungary. You know, and that's like calling Pedro Long Beach. Or <laughs> what <laughs> kind like, of stuff they do? Uh, uh, guitar, bass, drum, rock and roll. Uh huh. You know their version. Contemporaneous or older? Kind of baroque. Uh huh. But I mean, are they are they that kind no, of this, a, yeah, a, a, in a fact, band they, or, a, or an ancient one? Uh, these dudes told me they made this tune last week during the quarantine, during the shutdown. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. They're, they're younger guys. Yeah. And then we had some uh, new stuff. Uh, uh, Tresk with Soak, uh, Yannick South. <laughs> ah, wow, uh, Steve okay, G, I don't know uh, about any of those. Yeah, this is overseas. A Anfield, uh, Darcy Electro. You know, when you got a show, an internet show, everybody can hear it. So why have yeah. why not have fucking sounds from everywhere? So, oh, absolutely. And you reminded me, just because we were talking about, you know, being in high school and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and I still love that every country had their own Beatles. You know <laughs> what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the Easy Beats were the Australian Beatles, yeah. and that's like one of my, those are my two favorite bands, man, the Left I Bank and the I think one of those Beats. guys, Chandler, I think one of those Easy Beats guys was one of the brothers of the ACDC guys. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Vanda and Young. I think it was Young, maybe, was the brother, perhaps. Right, they were yeah. England Thank guys Young, right? who moved to Australia. Yeah. yeah. But there were even, like, you know, like Budapest, you know, Hungary. Uh, you know, my, my guitar player played in one from Caracas, Venezuela. Okay. And they would all be, you know, basically doing their versions of the Beatles' timeline. You know, okay, so they started with the really basic shit, and then they went into the psychedelic stuff, and... You know what I mean? Everybody <laughs> at that point, everyone was taking their fucking cues from the Beatles, even the Stones. Wow! Yeah, yeah, it's really fun to watch uh, it in all the different countries. But you could see that with Satanic Majesty's request. Yeah, and exactly. Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, and then we had the Berries, a brand new from Darcy Electronics, and finally the Chandler Tra Travis Three O or Philharmonic. What a name for a band! Uh, Air what? running backwards. What cut is that you're talking about? Oh, air running backwards. Okay, yeah. Sometimes these lines are pretty hard to maintain. You know, I sort of feel like the Philharmonic is like the big version, so that's got horns and stuff like yeah. that. And then the 3-0 is, is another thing that works all the time, but is uh, acoustic and definitely doesn't have drums. And then in between that, there's anything. You know what I mean? So, so the cut you're talking about, air running backwards, is a thing with drums but no horns. So what the fuck do you call it? So I don't know. I keep doing these ridiculous things. Okay, it's hard that... not to, I love pseudonyms. You know what I mean? So sure, anytime sure. I get to invent something for whatever some you call something, I'm in. And then that complicates everything hopelessly. Right. The, that explains things. Cause I didn't understand that, but that makes a lot of sense, especially a guy that's in both bands. He doesn't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, it gets really ridiculous. <laughs> Because as soon as you, you know, as soon as you start, a, I mean, you start a band because you want to play a bunch of certain kinds of music, you know. Right. And then you figure out a bunch of music that that band can't play. So you start another band. Right. And it's Mushrooms, you know. <laughs> mushrooms. Are you, do you still play? Oh, yeah. That's how I, Good. Uh, uh, I have an arrangement with the landlord where I trade these little green paintings. And I collect the green paintings by embarrassing myself in public right now i can't do it i can't do it because we're in a quarant quarantine mode oh yeah but yeah yeah green paintings you said yeah the little green paintings. some have george's face on them some has abe's face on them 
Oh, some those people, green they make a hobby gotcha. of Chandler. Some people make a hobby out of this and try to collect the whole series. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're at, the end, we're at the end of the first hour. Right away. 2020 edition of Pedo Show. Special guest Chandler Travis. Hold tight for hour two. May 9, 2020. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. Hello there, I know you. At least I guess I think I do. Perhaps you are a good friend of mine. Long ago, where you from? Were we friends when we were young? Tell me all you know, please tell me what's your name? Just can't place your name See my friends, this is good They're all from my neighborhood While I don't know how we all got here This is home How's that? How's your mom? The Oldsmobile, is it still running? Sure is hot, that's alright Take it slow, it must be August Thanks a lot for what you brought I put it away But I just don't know Where it goes See I tend to my things But there's so few things to take I've got boxes of stuff Somewhere else And everywhere that I see Seems like someplace new to me Everyone that comes in says hello this is home How's that? How's your mom? Yours will be up Since still running Sure as hot Take it slow, must be August Thanks a lot for what you brought I put it away, but I just don't know Where it goes Family afraid I don't know any of their names And I can't find a way to recall Photographs from the past they're all flying by so fast Everyone that comes in says hello This is home
Live for Pedro Show. We started off the second hour with This Is Home, the Chandler Travis Philharmonic. Then Tom Herman, we had him on last week, guitar man of Perubu. In fact, uh-huh. he uh-huh. Nice, to... man. We played with them not that long ago. Is that right? Oh, man. They're so, they were so great. Love yeah. them. Mini Strut is the tune. In fact, Tom approached me about a project. Uh, we're thinking of something called Ship to Shore because he's on Lake Erie and I'm on the Pacific. Uh-huh, so yeah, water. yeah, yeah. And you're a water person, too. There's something about being started? by the water, especially with climate change. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bilge Pump from Leeds after that with uh, Manzana de la Scordia. Hail Eris, right? Haha, ha, Tonka Heart with Telluride. Mega Doubt from uh, Trieste, Da Da Da. The Opium Trail, that's a band from the 60s, and they just did covers. Remember in those days, you'd have, like, the animals do... Lead Belly, House of the Rising Sun, and then Frigid Pink could do the same version like a week later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened well, to Cap Beefheart. Avoid that one. It happened to Cap Beefheart with Diddy Wah Diddy. Yeah, yeah, and Dylan and Dave Van Rock did uh, House of the Rising Sun before those other guys. Yeah, and if you've ever heard the Lead Belly version, it's kind of happy. Uh-huh. It's way different <laughs> than the, those guys. Those guys made it all down and out, but Lead Belly, you know, he played that weird 12-string style, and you know, it was yeah. jumpy and happy. Yeah, that's finally, a lot of spirit you got there. Uh, uh, another project of yours, the Catbirds. First warm, yeah. first warm day. Mm. So tell me, t- tell me about the Philharmonic. You say well, the, the best Philharmonic record. was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts, when a friend of mine, a, a, a dinty child, uh, had a little deal he was doing at this place called the Lizard Lounge, where he would, I think he was playing every Thursday, and he would have a guest come down. And it was his habit to, uh, and they had a rhythm section that would back up the guest. And he would sometimes ask the guests, well, what, what, you know, is there, are there any, any other kind of instrumentation you'd like to add, you know? And I was just thinking that it would be, that the most absurd thing would be to ask for horns and, and, and girl background singers, because that's what most bands did when they get totally tired and ran out of imagination. So I asked for that. He couldn't get the girl background singers, but he got the horn players. And there were a couple of amazing horn players in it. Um, And it turned out, you know, I mean, that went great. And then it turned out that there were a whole bunch of my songs that didn't make sense with the bands I was playing with that actually did sort of need keyboards and horns and all that kind of stuff, which I'd never used any of that stuff before or really even thought about it. Plus, it just seemed like there was a lot of work to do in that area that people hadn't done yet, you know, as far as chaos and anarchy goes. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you were saying that this album that This Is Home is off of is the best? Yeah, I think it is. That was our first album, and there's just something really special about it. I don't know. Maybe it was just knowing how it felt back then and, and how thrilling it was to be headed in such a crazy new direction. But uh, I still think there's something really special about that record. Now, Catbirds. Yeah. Well, I can't read mine. You're going to have to use words. That's right. <laughs> oh, my I'm working Bird. on it, though. I'm working on it. We'll get past oh, this word shit. my band, the Catbirds, <laughs> yeah. which is a relatively recent, like, last 10 years or so, which is like uh, um, a band that's, you know, a, a straight-ahead four-piece guitar, a couple of guitars, bass and drums. <laughs> Uh, to play loud and and be obnoxious and keep people moving and all that kind of stuff. Great, you know. I mean, 
I have a ball with that. Steve Wood on lead guitar, who's like the hardest rocking guy, at least on Cape Cod and probably in Massachusetts. Just he's a wonder to watch. You know what? I, I think you can prove that. Just go to go on YouTube and check out anything by the Catbirds and okay. We'll see you know when I think of the movement, the punk movement, and I think of Cape Cod. I think there was a band called the Freeze. There sure was, yeah. And Steve played in that band. That's that's what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not for long. He wasn't in there for very long, but he he was in there early on. Okay. Yeah, there were several versions, right? I yeah. think he played on I Hate Tourists, which I believe was one of their big hits. Yeah. <laughs> you know, their big hits. The big hit. The big one. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. What about, what about this? Milk Truck on Fire. Yeah. I want to play that. Milk Truck on Fire was, uh, I mean, that image sort of came from, uh, you ever read uh, a, a comic called uh, Reed Fleming, World's Toughest Milkman? No. Oh, man, it's really good. Okay. Um, and, and he was just this really uh, nasty milkman. <laughs> do, we st do we still and have milkmen? Is, is, did, did the milkman go the way of the Iceman? Yeah, I don't think they have milkmen anymore. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was so pissed off about. Right, let's listen to him.
toe to toe with no past and no future. We put them up before we're asked. No doubt, defending something. By now, you know I'm lost somehow. I can't remember nothing. Still now and then, I sing in you a dream. My father was an accordion player, and rock and roll did pass him by. He set records on the amateur hours, known as a boy with the fingers that fly. That was before I ever came around here, before the doers, the jack and the beer. Now he puts on a black tie and a lapel is too wide and knows that God is now having his jeers. Dream tonight, oh, your sweet dreams of the bright lights and the big stage. For it's hard to ignore a twelve-dollar whore or the coming of your own middle age. Gotta hold her so tightly she can't breathe. Be thankful she's waiting home for you. For the old days are gone, except for the songs, and those are all fading too. But I know where my mother she used to go out with Elvis, and some of his shirts she keeps up in her room. Sometimes I go and try one on, sing one of the King songs in the ghetto, maybe Blue Moon. I swear to my old man, I don't know the lyrics. I say I can't sing one of the King's tunes. He said some pretty punk kid made it big while he did bar mitzvah gigs and sweated in the practice rooms. You play on the floor, and the bass player has to pause to change the page. You 
Gotta hold her so tightly she can't breathe. Be thankful she stuck it out with you. For the old days are gone, except for the songs. You know that those are all fading too. Father's an accordion player, and it's the truth that some try to refuse. But what they don't understand is I've seen it firsthand. The accordion
Space face, black rubber stick Sodomized sober, twist the heads of snakes Skull and crossbones, transparent tuxedos Pink eyelashes, rope burns and blindfolds Mouthful of ashes, unintentional
turn it off Can't take another word Could break me It's all a blur Let go There's got to be Some kind of peace To know you'll never know Say that again. You're, you're trying to get your material done by the Cape Cod Symphony. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been in touch with the with the guy whose name I don't remember offhand, an uh, Asian guy. He seems really nice. I'll bet eventually I'll talk him into it. <laughs> That'd be great. 
Anyway, yeah, people, yeah. we uh, we heard Milk Truck on Fire by the Chandler Traps Philharmonic. Soon be done by the Cape Cod Symphony. Well, we hope. At least yeah, we're hoping. Just, maybe yeah. in reality. Yeah, we're swinging for the fence. We're swinging for the fence. <laughs> exactly. The green Monster. Yeah. Corey Brandon, after that, my, my father was an accordion player. Uh, oh, yeah? He, well, that's the name of the song. I didn't write it. Oh, okay. My pop was a machinist mate in the Navy. He didn't play. <laughs> oh. He played the radio. <laughs> Well, he missed a good time. Yeah, he did. He he said, uh, but he said, you know, you're kind of like a sailor. He was tripped out by the idea of touring. He thought it was like a sailor's life. Oh, yeah, got, yeah, yeah. That's no, why that I got sense. the idea for my first opera. Then we did heard, he sing at all? Was he, was he, what kind of music was he into? I know he liked the Mills Brothers. Yeah. Oh, I love the Mills Brothers, especially yeah. all those four boys and the guitar albums. Yeah, yeah. Man, that stuff was great. But he didn't have music people really in his family, so he knew it was the way I hung out with my friend. He didn't know I was doing it for work. So yeah. So I was sending him postcards from tour, and he goes, you're like a fucking sailor. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, my dad was like a resolute non-musician, but he loved jazz. You know, I loved Benny Goodman and all that kind of stuff. The licorice and- and on those very rare times when my mom would get guilty and take us to church every couple of years or so, he would sing really loud bass parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Corey, um, V. Vale from the city. Let's go walking. Swanson Clay out of Canada with Robinson Caruso, 3 Eye, Senior Al out of South London. And finally, walk on from the Incredible Casuals. Hip us to the Incredible Casuals. Yeah, the Incredible Casuals were like a thing for, uh, let me see, we were existed around 1980 till about 2010 or so, something like that. We used to play every Sunday at the uh, Wellfleet Beachcomber. Again, a four-piece, two guitars, bass, and drums, noisy, and we kept people moving. You know, we kept kept the floor full and, and, and gyrating, and, you know, we had a ball. And that song there... Is sort of a that was written after 9/11 actually, so it's kind of uh, relatively earnest for us. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's got some okay power chords. Yeah. When I there was a Ohio band that had a tune called Walk Walk Away. Okay. James Gang. Oh, I used to love the James Gang, man. Uh, uh, Joe, Joe Walsh. Walsh. Joe Walsh, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a trippy movie from the early 70s called Zachariah and Elvin Jones plays yeah. a cowboy. <laughs> I remember that. You know what? I'm not dead sure if I saw that or not. Wasn't Elvis Costello in that too? Or this early 70s. Yeah. Anyway, there's a, like a saloon scene where, you know, people have been challenging Elvin to gunfight, so he shoots them. But but the, the house band is the fucking James Gang, and after he gets rid of one of these challengers, he takes the guy's drumsticks and does some badass drum solo, you know, his cowboy oh, yeah? suit shit. Now, the, they, they fucked up when they made the movie, so they lost the sound, so they had to get Earl Palmer, which was, uh, <laughs> was one of Lil <laughs> Richard's drummers, right? Drumming? He, he had to, like, recreate <laughs> Elvin Jones drum solo just from the visual. Wow. Yeah, is that some tough shit? Wow, but this guy, great. this that's guy great. Earl Palmer, who played for Lil Richard, you know, they couldn't carry a bass player all the time. So he kind of invented the stick because in the old days, kick drum was used for bombs, but he kind of yeah. uses it for the steady beat. He brings that right. rock and roll thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, Earl Palmer. Earl Palmer. Yeah, that's been so thrilling, man. And you know what happened to him? You know, he's a New Orleans guy, but... Yeah, he's in L.A. now, right? Well, well he just passed away. Well, he's, yeah. But he had to move well, because... Well, I kept him in L.A. anyway. Because of the race thing. Yeah, but he was the number two call guy after how how Blaine had so much fucking work. He'd hand yeah. it off to uh, Earl Palmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like on only 20,000 recordings instead of the 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so amazing, man. What a feel. Can you believe that? It yeah. just blows my fucking mind. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour. What Pedro show me. 9 2020 special guest Chandler Travis. Hold tight go. for hour three. May 9, 2020. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Rocking and reeling like the dawn of time. You got yours and you can see I got mine. Shaking all around like a dope fiend, baby. Baby, you know what I mean Baby, where you come on home Baby, where you come on home Yeah Jam my pants, baby, you know Okay.
Jägermeister, ladies and gentlemen. Jägermeister, that's right. You know, a lot of people don't know that Jägermeister also makes an excellent perfume. And it's also, uh, for those of you who don't drink, it's a little dab behind the ears. It's very, very attractive. I know, I know a lot of men who say they love that on a woman. And, uh, and also, it makes a very good breakfast drink. The first thing I do when I get up in the morning, get myself going, I have a couple of glasses of Jägermeister and some eggs, and I'm ready for my day.
knew the guy was a genius, and he's the first guy I ever put out an album of that I had nothing to do with. But oh, he was—he right. lives in upstate New York and talk, lived in upstate New York. Are you talking about itty bitty label? Yeah, I'm talking about yeah, Pete LeBon, total genius, total rugged, like out there, completely out there guy. And he, uh, wrote, and he wrote this and he wrote, wrote this tune, Pajama Pants Baby. He did indeed, and and we just reissued his his album, which is which. Well, you in particular really should hear. Okay, I'd love to. But sound the sound of doom sounds like a baseball in the face. What does a pajama pants baby sound like? Uh, it just rocks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll understand. Okay. And we heard Kangaroo <laughs> Court with the heat, heart of the matter. Uh, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers with Fuck Up. Mold Omen, here's a Baltimore band. Extruders. The Loyalists with uh, Constant... Consentamine. Wow. I don't know if that's some kind of drug. DMF like with... Uh, I like it. <laughs> and then finally, the Incredible Casuals with Barnyard in Orbit. Yeah. So that's we, off of something we just put out. Let's see. That's what I'm doing for my for my coronavirus shit is uh, just putting out an album every couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, it's been fun. So I so my next dive question, back into the archives a little, you know. Well, my next question for you, Chandler, was what's going on right now besides, you know, COVID-19? Uh, well, like I said, we put out a, an album by a Paulette Human Being called The Many Mood of Paulette Human Being. Paulette's from Oakland and is another outsider, brilliant, crazy thing that you've never heard anything like before. Been meaning to put it out, out an album on her forever. So we did that. Then what do we do? Uh, then we then we did the Pete album, the Pete LeBon album. Right. And we did uh, Live, Loud, Drunk, and Out of Tomb by the Incredible Casuals, which is just uh, more anarchic and strange sounding than than the rest of our catalog, pretty much. Um, was a lot of it was based on. There was a night at the Beachcomber where we had uh, Jägermeister came in. Uh, with with a couple of uh, women just passing Jägermeister throughout the crowd, and that led to a lot of merriment. <laughs> and uh, so there's a lot of really irresponsible shit on that record. And uh, the next thing we're I'm going to do is uh, something on uh, Travis and Shook, or Travis Shook and the Club Wow, which is my first band from back in the 70s, just a two-man thing that uh, was lucky enough to uh, get a slot opening for George Carlin for about... 10 years or so. You know, so that was great fun. George Carlin has a big part of my life in a weird way. Cause when I first met D Boone, mm -hmm. we were 12 years old, you know, and yeah, I had just moved to this area where he was already living. We shared this big park and I'm walking him with him to show him my new pad. And he starts reciting off all these bits. Yeah. And you know, I think, he's making this shit up. And the next day he takes me his pad. He plays a cassette that he taped off the TV. He had bit all those bits, you know, uh, that's so he, great. but it was too late. I was already into him. Cause I was thinking this was the smartest motherfucker. In the world. Hey, yeah. 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 But then he got, he, he played me a class clown and uh, these yeah. kind of things. And yeah. And then when I got into Lenny Bruce, I found out he was actually a young man. It, Lenny was kind of his uh, mentor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, I ended up being a guest on a New Jersey guy, Mark Marin, his his, yeah. his show, and yeah, the, the I mean, what's your take on stand up comedy? 
Um, I think it's pretty interesting. I did, I, I did a, about a year where I did a bunch of those gigs. Uh, it wasn't really stand up cause I was doing some music. Um, and it was interesting. Uh, the thing about it is, uh, that I, for me anyway, I didn't like being on the road by myself cause there wasn't any, you know, you get to the end of the gig and you'd want to talk to somebody about, wow, did you see that really weird looking motherfucker in the fourth row or, you know what I mean? You, yep. There just wasn't enough. Plus, although you can turn on a dime, okay, you can do anything you want to immediately. That's kind of fun. But uh, I don't know. There was something about it that was a little more predictable to me than than, than playing with other people. Yeah. But, I mean, it's an amazing thing. I mean, to stand up there for an hour and a half or so and just uh, Work you know, keep, yeah. her, keep her going is, uh, I mean, I love great stand-ups, you know. I mean, you know, and there's some great ones nowadays. I love, I love, you know, uh, what's his name? John, John Mulaney is great. Uh, you know, I love Louis CK still. Um, who's the other guy? Uh, Anthony Giselnik. I kind of like, you know, what seemed to disappear? What? The idea of the, the, the twofer, the straight man. It, yeah. That's gone, right? Kind of is, yeah, why? and that's why, what, why that's, what uh, that's what I did. That's what Travis and Shook was to that's some what, extent. That's what I was um, thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, we were we were a little bit influenced by the Smothers Brothers, and you can hear that. But we always had a struggle between because my partner Steve Shook is just this amazing acoustic guitar player who also helped found the Incredible Casuals, but he just has a style like like no one else. He he lived spent formative years in uh, Italy in Caracas, Venezuela. And just has a strange way of uh, looking at things and just great guitar voicings and stuff like that. So all through that, I would be trying to get him to play his serious stuff, you know. Yeah. And but we knew that that in, in any opening act situation that we could kill with some of these comedy things that that just came up because usually they come up because I'd be trying to kill time while he was tuning up or something. <laughs> so it was. You know, it wasn't very memorable stuff, but we knew it would kill. So we would do, we ended up doing that sort of defensively to get through some of those uh, Carlin jobs if we were, you know, if you're playing f a huge theater in Pittsburgh and it's, you know, a show that starts at 10, you pretty much got to go in armed. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to play Lazy Boy here. Okay.
Seems like yesterday.
Till the memories start to fade And the time I think I'll miss you most Will be every single day
Bon Jovi. Oh, wow. Sweetheart, though, man. I love Joe. Yeah, I mean, you know, talk about a bass guy who gets the big picture. Oh, man, absolutely. And, uh, you know, nobody's, I mean, yeah, I was always trying to cop Joey, although I'd always be trying to cop the early clank, uh, sort of clankier sound that he used to get on the, when he played on the, on the, on the Hoffner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then he really was, early then records. Then he was, was playing on the Longhorn, too, Dan Electro Longhorn. Well, yeah, he did that later, and by then yeah. it was more of a thump, you know? Yeah, like a stand-up almost. Yeah, totally like a stand-up, you know? Yeah. The early stuff is still, it, it, it's got a stand-up, you know, I mean, the notes he's picking are like stand-up notes, but it's got a clanky thing to it that for some reason I couldn't stop liking. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a fan of both worlds, and he's just yeah. great, and also a songwriter, the whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah. The blank tapes after that, Light in the Dark, San Ardo, seems like yesterday... Bark from Knoxville, Under the World, Craig Bell out of Indianapolis. Goodbye. And finally, La Bibliothèque, the channel. Yeah, where's the fucking that library? By the Chandler Travis Philharmonic. Hey, that version of uh, You Said the End of the World, is that is that yeah. the, a cover of the Skeeter song? You know, you can't copyright a title. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> but I, I just didn't know. It's not. I was, we've been thinking about that song late because, I mean, I love Skeeter. And that seems like one of those songs that was like so popular and so absolutely pervasive, but absolutely uncoverable to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But no point in anyone else ever doing that song. Like Last Poets. Uh, yeah. 
You also maybe don't play them at weddings, or maybe you do. Say that again? You also don't play much Last Poets at weddings. <laughs> you know, Chandler, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at just uh, ChandlerTravis.com. That's great. And, and and so right now you're just going to try to put out records every couple of weeks while we're under this qu- quick and quarantino mode. Yeah, okay. we did that. We actually did that for uh, to to uh, welcome in the uh, the new century. In 2000, we we did an album every couple of weeks. Uh, we fell short. Uh, we only did 22 albums that year instead of 26. <laughs> but uh, but that was amazing and great fun. And and since then, there's been another 20 years. So I've got a lot of stuff. Uh, built up you know Man, well, you, Chandler for me you're an inspiration truly <laughs> well, thanks truly. man and vice and versa I always enjoyed the Minutemen a big big honor to have you on the show when, after another what, how many releases will you come back on the show and let's talk about the new releases <laughs> hell yeah man love to okay okay people Chandler Travis go to ChandlerTravis.com learn about him and his music beautiful man uh, thank you with the beat and you can hand. get it, you know, you can get the stuff on iTunes and all that crap too. Oh yeah, yeah, but I like them being able to go right to the fucking mother load. Absolutely, thank it's, you for mentioning that. Okay, it's been uh, May 9, twenty twenty edition. Why Peter? Show people keep your powder dry. <laughs>